0: Hi, my name is Chris Vleck and I believe this is the single most important video that you're going to watch since all of this tyranny began. Uh, before you watch this video, stop right now, go to the rumble page where this video is, go into the descri- description and download the PDF. There's a 12 page accompanying document that outlines in more detail the bullet points that I'm going to go over today. I'm going to try and keep it as brief as possible to make this video easy to share. But go immediately and download the 12 page document to show you how I got to the places that I got also go and type in download rumble streaming videos you'll be taken to a site that where you just put the link in to the video and it'll help you download it get that down to your computer right away take those two documents put them on a zip drive and save them from your computer That way you can share this video out and you can share the document out with whoever you think needs it. And the people that need it are not just Canadians, but uh, people in Australia, they're really struggling. People in Paris, France, they need to see this and it applies, it applies to everybody. Um, So anyone and everyone that you think needs to see these things, be able to share them, share them out with whoever you can. That means politicians, that means lawyers, that means police in your area, because they all need to know who they're working for. So. Pause the video, go do that, then come back and start watching. (sighs) So I'm going to start by just saying a lot of my experience is with advertising, marketing and communications. I've been in communications for 20 years now. Part of that experience is with PR and uh, being on the inside of newsworthy events. um, I've seen two things. Number one, news outlets lie. Make no mistake, they lie. And number two, uh, when people don't have enough information, they tend to start to fill in those informational gaps with their own fears. And out of those fears come some pretty fantastical stories. uh, Some very dramatic things. And nine times out of ten, the real answer is really not quite as dramatic. And I think we might have a case of that going on right now. And... um, the, the thing I've been struggling with, and you'll have to forgive me, I'm not good at uh, talking without editing a video, and I'm not going to edit this video, I just want you to get the information out there. And now that you have it, you can follow along with me in the documents and whatnot. Um, uh, so I think, I think the answers to all the questions, and I'll get into those questions, lie with one simple piece of the puzzle that I don't think anybody has, or at least nobody has talked about it yet. And that is this... Everything that you think is going on probably isn't as crazy and fantastical as you think it is. It's all about the money. And if you just follow the money, um, I think a lot, of, a lot of everything that we're going through is going to make sense. So that, um, again, I'll get back to that. Um, so in the document, I'm just going to run through it in bullet points. In our, part one, we get to the Vanguard Group. And who is the Vanguard Group? Well, the Vanguard Group is a large investment firm. And I believe they're the largest firm in the world. Now, a lot of people think that's BlackRock, but there are two reasons why I don't think that's true. Number one, uh, all of the top companies, top 10 companies, and just bear with me, I'll get there, um, they all seem to have this incestuous and convoluted relationship. BlackRock and Vanguard being you know the top 2 along with like State Street and other things like JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley, Berkshire's on there. Um they all seem to own one another and they all it's all very confusing and I think that's intentional. So if you go to Yahoo Finance and you type in let's say Apple or Mastercard or for example SNC Lavalin, you're going to find that the Vanguard group is at the top of that list. Um so you type in Uh, Apple into Yahoo Finance and then you go over to the holders tab and you find out who the top shareholders are You're gonna find it's the same companies over and over again so using Apple again as an an Example you type in Apple you go to the holders and you find out who owns Apple and then if you go to BlackRock, which is you know number one uh, in a lot of people's minds Then you find out that they're part owned by several people as well and their holders include the Vanguard Group but if you go to the Vanguard Group You don't, that's where the trail goes cold. And that's because the Vanguard Group has a unique situation. And that situation is all of their clients are sold part ownership in the company. So even though they're a public company, you can buy stocks, their shareholders are protected by client confidentiality. So we don't know who actually owns Vanguard Group. But their clients break down to uh, uh, 25 million clients and about 60,000 flagship clients. Out of those flagship clients, there's, Flagship, which are a million to five million dollar investors, and select flag to f- flagship clients, which are five million dollars and plus. Okay, so from here on in, when we talk about what benefits Vanguard Group, we're really talking about mostly those select fi- flagship clients that are five million and up. Okay, so that's point number one. You need to know about the Vanguard Group. Go to Yahoo Finance and start looking at any company that you want. Um, So uh, how do I know that Vanguard's probably number one? That's in the document. It's uh, in part 1C, isn't uh, BlackRock number one? So that brings us to why Vanguard matters. So great, they're a successful company that has their fingers in the pie of every single corporation, uh, bank, uh, manufacturer. If you eat it, smell it, wear it, watch it, listen to it, apply it, spend with it, travel with it, Vanguard owns a piece of it. And if you do some forensic accounting, you're going to find that even though it says they own about six percent as the top shareholder in a company, uh, if you look a little deeper, it's really usually about ten to fifteen percent. So, and they own so many things that it's safe to say that Vanguard owns, or at least makes ten to fifteen percent off of most of every single sale on the entire planet. So Vanguard matters. And when I say they they own, they own. M- Controlling our major shares in most of these companies and since the companies want to please the shareholders they pull a lot of weight Okay, so That's the global picture now If you're not sure why that pertains to you it starts pertaining to you when you see things like lockdowns and you start asking the questions why did they lock down small business and churches but they're sharing pictures all the time of people packed to the rafters in Costco or Walmart. So why did the social distancing really not apply to Costco and Walmart? Well, that starts to make sense when you find out that Vanguard owns Costco and Walmart. So it's profits. So they're taking money away from small business and putting it towards large business. Who also made most of the money last year? Amazon, owned by Vanguard. Now, it really starts to make a lot more sense as to uh, what else is going on and this this is starts where it starts to get where it's really frightening would you consider it collusion or racketeering or would you have a problem with the fact that vanguard owns twitter and facebook the two biggest companies that are trying to censor alternate information against the vaccine and the lockdowns while shaming you to not To anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccines or against lockdowns, you're calling anti-vaxxers and or science deniers, they're working actively at doing that. They're owned by Vanguard. But Vanguard also owns Pfizer and Moderna. So the companies telling you to get the vaccine are also owned by the same company who are selling the vaccine. So you can see where this starts to become a problem. Okay, now I know you're going, well, that's Moderna. So what? What does that have to do with governments? Wait. I'm going to parry Mason the hell out of this thing. Okay, so that brings us to part two, which is the World Economic Forum. Why the World Economic Forum matters is going to make complete sense in a second. Most people think the World Economic Forum is pulling the strings. Well, why wouldn't you? Because there is a, a stereotypical Bond villain at the helm. Everybody thinks that, sure enough, they're pulling all the strings, right? But I think, just like Vanguard is underestimated, I think that the World Economic Forum is overestimated. And if you think that they're not pulling the strings and start instead looking at them like a marketing slash propaganda department for Vanguard, then you go to the partners list on the World Economic Forum and you're gonna start to see that the partners list starts looking a lot like a Vanguard Group holding statement. So these are all the companies that they own. And they're right there. When you start looking at the partners, this is why I think Vanguard's at the top, because on the client list or the partners list, you can find BlackRock, but you can't see Vanguard. Where'd they go? Why don't they want to be uh, on the radar there? So some of the partners uh, that are part of the World Economic Forum are Apple and Mastercard and SNC-Lavalin. And I think by now some of you know where I'm going with this. But there's another part to the World Economic Forum. Now you can go there, you can see all the p- companies that are on board with the World Economic Forum Statement and by extension, Vanguard Statement. Okay. Uh, some of those companies are Apple, MasterCard, SNC-Lavalin, as I mentioned. Uh, the other part to the uh, World Economic Forum is another site called Young Global Leaders. And this is where you're gonna have to do some sooth- sleuthing. Um, and again, this is this what I'm talking about will pertain to Canada, but this investigative template actually applies to every single country in the world. So you can do your own sleuthing in your own areas and kind of figure out what's going on. So the why the why Young Global Leaders website is really important is because it starts talking about individuals. And the Young Global Leaders states, I have my reading glasses just in case I need them. I'm hoping I don't. I'm old now. So. Um, Their mission statement about us says their growing membership of more more than 1,400 members is aligned with the World World Economic Forum's mission. Okay. So they're aligned with the World Economic Forum's mission, who's aligned with Vanguard's mission. So by extension... So is the young global leaders. And in that young global leaders, you can start looking at seeing who's in their community and their new class. And this is where we start finding out which politicians are actually involved, which corporate leaders like uh, uh, what's his name? Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, He's on there. uh, The Kielberger, one of the Kielberger brothers is on there just for a point of fact. But we start looking at which politicians are on there and then you start seeing people like Christia Freeland. Uh, You start seeing uh, Jagmeet Singh, uh, a whole bunch of other liberal leaders. Christia Friedland, point of order, is also on the board of trustees for World Economic Forum. Okay, so so our deputy prime minister absolutely knows. She can't get to that level without knowing what kind of reach Vanguard has. Okay, so we're starting to pull it all together. Now, if you go into the internet way back machine and uh, Internet Archive Wayback Machine, and you type in the, the same link for the community, and you look at the archives, you're also going to find two more interesting people on there. One is Andrew Shear, and the other is Michelle R- Rempel-Garner. So I'm not going to get too much into that. It goes into detail about all of that in the, in the document. So again, download that and go through it. Go through it as I go through it, if you want. Um, so uh, quickly, we've, we've now connected... Uh, certain politicians to vanguard that way and then can we make a circular relationship so that brings us to part three the vanguard group and government connections and a quick simple search on federal the federal lobbying database will show that vanguard has an active relationship lobbying our government so now we've showed us a reciprocal relationship between the two uh the the same thing for provincial lobby lists and databases. It gets a little more tricky. Uh, they're a little harder to access sometimes and a little more harder to, uh, to navigate, not as user friendly. Um, but I know that at BC, uh, Vanguard grows up or it shows up, but not in, uh, not in themselves. They show up through a company called Canadian coalition for good governance, which is uh, uh, an organization that represents, I think 54 different Uh, companies and uh, uh, Vanguard has a major portion and a lot of those pies so there's Vanguard without actually showing up but there they are so there's their relationship also with the BC provincial government there are different provinces you guys there are people who know how to go through these registries and databases way better than I can so have at it for your own provinces and start doing your own investigations um so that brings us to part four. Just because we say that there's something going on globally and just because we can show a relationship circular with, with the two entities, does that mean at all that um, it's, it's having any influence in our government? Which brings us to our, our part four, which is Justin Trudeau. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of you smart people have already seen where I'm going with this. Uh, you just need to look only as far as the news and look at where uh, Trudeau has given money inexplicably to different companies like Apple, like Mastercard. With Apple, sixty million dollars, Mastercard, fifty million dollars, SNC, so much money to SNC Lavalin and broke the law. And they're not supposed to operate in Canada ever again. Yet they're operating in Canada still. So they've been still been getting contracts um, through different companies through the government. Uh, who else? We Charity, almost a billion dollars. We Charity is world economic. We Charity is absolutely aligned with the World Economic Forum. As you can see on the Young Global Leaders, As the Kielberger shows up. So it shows a relationship there. So there's almost a billion dollars there. Other money, uh, BlackBerry, Loblaws, Canadian Tire, Vanguard shows up there as well. Um, and then the last thing is, is there any personal gain? to Justin Trudeau with this and you just have to do your internet archive search again and look up Justin Trudeau's celebrity net worth. The archive in 2015 says is, uh, estimates his net worth at $1.5 million and in 2021 it's $10 million. Now he has a salary of, sorry about the glasses. I'm old. Salary of, what is it? $358,800 Canadian so doing the math on that where is my math on that Uh, if he spends no money in the past uh, six years they he should not have an added 4.8 million dollars there is 4.8 million dollars that is unaccounted for I think his salary should be 3.6 million dollars and it's almost 10 million dollars so we're we're looking at there's there's a lot of money um so In those bullet points, I think I've more than proven that there is racketeering inclusion going on on the global level with Vanguard. I think I've proved a relationship circular with uh, certain members of the government and Vanguard, ultimately through extensions, Vanguard. And I've also proven a, a personal gain that Justin Trudeau can't explain in all of that. All of that, to me, more than meets the minimum threshold of proving that there's collusion and racketeering going on by both our federal governments and our provincial governments. So how does racketeering and uh, collusion occur? I'm alleging it is through Dr. Tam and uh, supporting uh, provincial states of emergency through Dr. Tam and a federal state of emergency. These lockdowns reinforce aggressive policing, threats of imprisonment, and financial penit- penalties. They've been proven in this document to be to generally benefit the Vanguard Group's flagship clients um, more than local businesses, telling the people early in 2020 that the only way to end this pandemic is when we have a vaccine. It's important to note to this point that in the last 20 years, a successful COVID vaccine has not been achievable. How was it in early 2020 Justin Trudeau was so sure that the only way out of this pandemic, was going to be through a vaccine. Reasonable science would have said that can't be our only goal because it hasn't been achievable up until now. But he was so sure at that time by telling you that there's only one solution that's racketeering by definition. So he's already got the solution. He's going to force you to take that solution. That's what that is. Okay. That's a criminal act. Um, so, uh, and then ordering and securing millions of doses of vaccines before they had been approved, which means they were never not going to be approved, they were always going to be approved. Uh, and again, this just increases sales of vaccines, so therefore, that benefits these flagship clients. <clears throat> Uh, by misleading Canadians into taking vaccines against their will, by manipulating information and removing their informed consent, um, and then uh, using this through false reporting from federally bribed media outlets, which we know happened, and false fact-checking support by the Vanguard, group owned, uh, Vanguard Group's owned Facebook and Twitter. This increases vaccine sales and benefits, once again, flagship clients. Um By using increasingly aggressive pressure tactics, such as blaming the unvaccinated for lengthening the duration of restrictions, don't forget the restrictions still bring money towards Vanguard Holdings. Um, But it goes on. There's um, I've I've got eight points there. Let's not get into it here. Um, So we can't prove directly at this point that any of these politicians are actually Vanguard client owners, but I think I've meet met the minimum threshold of suspicion that warrants an investigation into racketeering and conclusion so that's why i'm saying send it to people in every country they can use the same template they can go which companies which politicians uh they can go to their lobbying most of those are, are transparent they can go to the lobbying and they can start figuring these things out for themselves australia needs to hear this right now Paris needs to hear this right now. I don't speak French, and, you know, I'm getting more proud of that fact every single day. But uh, in France, they're not even allowed to get food at this point. They need a way out. UK needs a way out. Um, so I, I've made those statements. Uh, I, I need to say that, you know, if you still don't believe this, just do the math. Do the math on this. You know, Pfizer has already been fined $2.1 billion, largest fine ever, for lying. Um, if if I'm figuring these out at $30 a dose and every man, woman, and child on the planet is forced to take this vaccine at two doses, they're looking at over $500 trillion in profits. So what I want to say is that this isn't a global conspiracy. It's just literally corporate synergy to drive sales that's all it is I'm sure there's more I'm sure there's more going on this is one aspect but I want to get to the root of what's causing everything right now there it is this is it and you can tell people when your government is lying to you and they go why why would they lie to me here's why they're making money they're forcing it because they're making lots and lots of money and if you don't think 500 trillion dollars is enough to motivate somebody to lie to you and and cause lockdowns and death and you know then i guarantee you look at it this way there's somebody in your social circle who will kill you for $10,000 500 trillion dollars is going to throw a lot of ethics out the window so i don't want to rile you up and get you all angry i don't want people to to get upset and think there's no hope there's lots of hope here and the beauty about this this whole piece of the puzzle that you didn't know before is a it answers a lot of the questions if it doesn't make sense as to why they made a decision to you know scientifically or politically just ask yourself does it benefit vanguard and here's how you fight back and i want to go over these you can go over them it's in the it's in the supplements of that document strategy number one share this information Uh, through videos, social media posts, blog posts, podcasts. Strongly encourage individuals in different countries to do their own research and using this document as a template. So now you know why we need to save this document to zip drives and back it up and so you can get this information out because I guarantee you they're going to shut down Yahoo Finance. If they own everything, they're going to shut down Facebook and Twitter over it. They're going to shut down my website. So you've got to have these things on your own computers. You've got to be able to share, like copy and save to disk drives and, you know, SD cards so you can mail them out if you have to. Um, Strategy number two, make transparent through apps and website databases. And this is where the IT guys, you got to do this like now, like today. Uh, all profit sources for the, uh, make, make available transparent all profit sources uh, for the Vanguard Group from products owned by large companies such as Coca-Cola, Unilever, and Apple to all controlled media groups such as Disney, Facebook, and Twitter. All banks and investment firms are uh, largely owned by Vanguard Group. Get that in place today. Uh, accountants. Get in there. Get into Yahoo Finance. Start uh, start screen capping all those things. Start um, start going into forensic accounting and figure out exactly how much Vanguard owns in percentage versus, like, for all of these companies that are out there. You can do it with any company, any Fortune 500 company. You can do it with any uh, bank. They own banks in China. Uh, in uh, They own smaller banks in Israel. They own banks in Canada, the U.S. Like... Most of the financial decisions that are being made right now are being made to benefit Vanguard. Uh, after we get all that databasing in place and literally you have a week maybe to start downloading that information and get it to like forensic accountants to get it out there and, and uh, begin using that. Uh, those databases get it, get those in place and then strategy four, accuse any politician, media group, journalist, corporation of collusion if they try to dissuade or prevent any of the previous statements or uh, stages sorry if they try to prevent any of the previous strategies Uh, and then finally when you've got all of these things in place you start a global campaign to educate and discourage giving any money to the vanguard group I know historically as a people it's we've really sucked at coming together and fighting against this tyranny. We've had different groups doing different things, but here you go. I think it's because we don't have a global umbrella strategy. So here's how you do it. You get people to denounce using Vanguard. You start investigating and making it easy by scanning a barcode and find out how much Vanguard owns and make those your purchasing decisions. And then you tell Vanguard, what you find essential and not essential. They don't get to tell you, right? I'd be really interested in knowing uh, when they were shutting down uh, stores in Manitoba and cordoning off whole areas uh, where products you couldn't buy and products you could buy. I wonder, I would be really curious to know as to how that was divided. Uh, were it, was it Vanguard-owned products and non-Vanguard-owned products? I mean, forensics on that would be really interesting. Um, so you set up this global campaign. So here's why I think coming together works. We have a reason. We have a strategy. We have a one, one unified strategy. Don't buy from Vanguard. Now, don't get all Nazi about that. Don't, don't become the enemy about that. We can't possibly stop using Vanguard altogether because they own Apple, they own Google, they own Samsung. So you're gonna still have to use your phones, but start making decisions like, do I need to buy from Amazon? Do I need to go to Costco or can I go to a small business? Do I need to go um, to Walmart? Do I need to go to McDonald's or can I go to a local restaurant? Yes, they own McDonald's too, they own everything. So we can start by making those local decisions and we can start by telling our investment advisors and, and financial advisors you know what if vanguard owns it i want to pull my stock sell your vanguard stock you need to share this and get this out because doing this video challenging and doing a defund Vanguard uh, uh, a campaign means that we're taking on the largest company in the entire world and by extension those flagship clients and we can all pretty much guess who is probably on that list you know like the queen the vatican the gettys the rothschilds and colonel sanders before he went tets up um we can uh when when we start to challenge that they're not going to like it you know the power wants to keep the power money wants to keep the money so things are going to get nasty they're going to get worse before they're going to get better That's it, that's everything. Download those documents, go through those documents, start doing your own forensics, and start creating a unified umbrella global campaign to start taking back your countries and start holding uh, politicians accountable. And and that's another thing. I think you should demand transparency. If they're invested with Vanguard, they in no way have any right to make public policy over you and what you do. Be well.